Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. We're back for part two. My name is Kirk Reed. I'm one of the financial advisors at McNamara Financial. Joined today remotely, very remote, all the way from North Carolina. I have Everett Henderson from Henderson Insurance Group. Good morning, Everett. How are we doing down there? We're doing good, Kirk. Good. I don't know if you caught the uh, caught the uh, weather forecast there, but it's going to be 70 degrees here, so it's not too bad for uh, mid-November. Yeah, not too bad. It's, you're having the same weather as we are down here. That's uh, that's impressive. It's it's weird, but it is what it is. Could, it could be could, today would be a golf day, maybe if it weren't raining. But we'll see. maybe this afternoon. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So Everett, yeah, I'll go ahead and give you another opportunity to introduce yourself and give out your contact info. So my name is Everett Henderson. I'm the owner of Henderson Insurance Group. I'm an independent insurance broker that handles Massachusetts. is my main area of uh, expertise. But I am appointed and licensed in Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and now North Carolina. I have an office in Walpole, Mass, and also down in North Carolina now. I handle a great many uh, products for in the insurance area, starting with health insurance, and then I branch out to Medicare, dental, vision, life, auto, home, disability, long-term care to start. And I cover all those products, I, especially in the health insurance market, and also Medicare, and also life. Those are my the three biggest areas of expertise. I and if not all, large share of the options that are out there in, in company and carriers. And what I do is I work with my clients throughout the year. I work more as a consultant in this case. I hear what they're looking for in all those areas. I provide them options and then educate them on their options and then get them enrolled and then work with them throughout the year with any questions or issues that arise. And then at renewal time for everything, I work with them through that. So no matter what product they choose or go with, it's a long-term relationship. I hope to continue being their broker for many years to come. And that's uh, the history of me. And and how might somebody get in contact with you? So my phone number is, sorry, 617-842. 3170. They can also find me on the web. Uh, my website address is www.hendersoninsuranceus.com. And those are the two quickest ways to uh, get a hold of me. Uh, through my website, you can email me and also fill out a, a form to request information on whatever product you're looking for. And my website, pretty, it looks uh, really, I'm very happy with it. It provides a decent amount of information for my clients to know a little bit about me and what I uh, provide and carriers and products. That I- so yeah, during the first half of the show, we were talking about health insurance, both pre-65 and then 65 and beyond for Medicare. But I thought maybe we could talk 
now a little bit about life insurance. That's another service that you provide, and that's that is something that our, obviously our clients have a need for. And so we've, I know, you've been able to help out a couple of our clients in that regard. So maybe you could talk about generically what you do. Talk about maybe like term versus whole life and the differences there, and how you help somebody meet their needs as far as life insurance is concerned. Sure, and. Life insurance is just like any insurance product is can be confusing and there's different products for different situations and I represent more carriers than I can even list off in that regard. And the way it works with life insurance, and this is actually a good time uh, in the life insurance market to be considering it because companies have become a lot more competitive and their rates have been fine-tuned over the last several years. If anybody's looking for any type of life insurance product, it's not a bad time to really look at it as a whole. And what you're, what you ultimately decide on is will be determined about your goals and what you're looking to do. There are several different plan options or products that you can consider term, like you mentioned, is one area, and it's basically a policy. You choose a end date, so if you want a 10-year term policy or 20-year, 30, 40, you're going to probably get the biggest bang for your buck as far as total coverage, benefit amount, death benefit, for the least amount of money with the term product because it goes away after that period of time that you choose, whether it's 10 15, 20, and so forth. It enables people to get in and out of life insurance, make sure that they have coverage for their family or whatever they're looking to insure for that time period and make sure that there's a decent amount of money left behind for whatever their goal is. There are other products, whole life, universal life, variable life, and they all have different places in people's portfolio. And uh, those three that I just listed off, whole, universal, variable, those are permanent policies that as long as you pay the premium will not go away. Same with the term, and it's not going to disappear as long as you pay the premium until that, on the term life, it'll disappear or end after whatever time period. Even, yeah, but even, I was just going to, just sorry to interrupt, but like for the term insurance, say a 20-year policy, my understanding is that the insurance carrier will allow you to continue that coverage if you choose, but the premiums are going to change. Is that permanent policy. However, the premium that they want to, you would pay to convert it is astronomical yeah. in most, and it's, it really doesn't really not beneficial it, in certain cases like that if all of a sudden you're diagnosed with cancer or some other ailment and you can't get another policy then that would probably be the route that some people would go but in most cases it's not beneficial to convert it to a permanent down the road because the premiums are astronomical yeah the leverage there disappears yeah so i mean it, so with that said i mean it's it, as long as your health is still pretty pretty decent, it would be more beneficial to rewrite the policy, write another term policy at that point in time, and cancel the other one. Just because you will still probably pay a lot less than you would in, instead of converting it to a permanent policy. So terms are really meant for exactly what it stands for, term, a term period. That's why whole life and variable life and universal life are really the permanent policies that you 
should be looking at. However, they, it doesn't give you, it's a little bit more expensive, but it's guaranteed in some cases, or it's, it's permanent as long as you pay the premium. And there's, in some cases, you'll get cash value out of it. Sometimes the cash value will grow depending on which one you go with. And those are permanent policies to protect whatever you need it to protect down the road. And they all have their different pros and cons. It's worthwhile kind of discussing it with an expert like myself to find out what's your goal? Okay, what are you trying to achieve here? Are you just looking for family protection? Are you looking to lead money to a charity, lead money to a family, lead to pay off college debt, what have you? There's a whole litany of questions that you should be asked to kind of figure out what your goal is so that we can present to you a policy that might meet all your requirements. And then what's become a little bit more paramount over the last five, 10 years is that long-term care, as a lot of people are dealing with their parents, including myself, that don't don't have an insurance policy, don't, they're aging, they're getting older, everybody's living longer. But when you get older, you may need some help with assisted living or a nursing home or in-home in help from somebody because of you know, people wishing their ability to take care of themselves. These long-term care policies used to be very advantageous years ago, but they got so expensive. Now the insurance carriers are presenting a life insurance policy where you can attach a long-term care rider onto And I strongly recommend those for a lot of my clients that are interested in that, anything of that nature, just to protect themselves down the road because it's now it's like a two-part policy, which will pay out one way or the other, obviously, but it has a variable that if somebody needs long-term care help through an assisted living, a nursing home, or uh, some other variable, they can actually access the funds in the life insurance policy to help pay for that. It's become a little bit more mainstream nowadays just because everybody has parents that are aged to a point where they need help and that help costs money. And it's sometimes hard to find the money to help pay for those costs. And these uh, policies that you can add, attach a long-term care rider to it is one app. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. The cost of care is, it's, yeah, it's a big number. And if, and as you said, people are living longer. And so if, I think, I forget what the stats are, maybe ever, but if you don't, that's okay. But as far as the odds of needing care are increasing as time goes on, I think as, as people are living longer. And so the, the odds of you needing care are increasing. But I think with the traditional long-term care insurance policies, one of the big holdups or the people have is about, do I need it or will I need it or, or will I not need it? Will I ever actually use this policy? And that's where these hybrids or these insurance, you know, life insurance slash, you know, long-term care insurance policies or riders are becoming a little more popular because they know they're going to get a benefit from it one way or the other, or their beneficiaries will. Yes. I think so that's the attraction there. Could you maybe speak generically about the riders as far as what they might cover and the costs, just just big picture? Well, it all depends on what policy you're attaching it to and sure. what, what carrier you're going with, because they all have different requirements and different options available. Some call it a long-term care rider, some call it a critical illness, some you submit your, your payments to them for reimbursement, some 
you can access the amount every month, uh, whatever percentage you want. They give you a percentage up to, I think I remember correctly, it's four or five percent of the cash value every month that you can access. And the benefit here is that it gives you access to funds that you may not have uh, had in the past to utilize having an assistant, your parent go into an assisted living facility or you can have somebody come out to the home and kind of work with them on a daily or weekly basis, whatever, and or in some cases, a nursing home. And it helps to kind of stem the cost of those those facilities. And it's, while it's different from a carrier to carrier, the premise is the same, which is basically, you'll be able to access these funds in some shape or form. There's stipulations in some cases that you have to go through. They're not hard and fast or strong or impossible stipulations. It's just you may need to get the doctor's uh, doctor's written confirmation that the parent needs some type of assistance so they can't take care of uh, the six six variables of living that requires them to be considered on uh, some type of help. is different from carrier to carrier and like I said, the riders that can be attached, some carriers are a little stronger in this area, some are not as strong, but the overall general premise of it is it gives the person the ability to access those funds a lot differently than in, in the past. The long-term care standalone policies that were very popular 10 years ago have become so expensive and a lot of carers have got out of the market in the standalone policies because they, used to, they were selling them at like popcorn years ago and then all of a sudden, a lot of people started utilizing them, and it really the insurance carriers weren't prepared for it, which is why they got out of it, a lot of them. So the market in the standalone products have diminished, but the riders, the carriers that offer these riders are attached to either a whole life or universal life or variable life has drastically increased. And it's actually a better option just because the policy is going to pay out one way or the other because we're all we all check out of this check out at some point in time and the, the family's going to receive the cash or the benefits death benefits or in this case like we're talking about the long-term care rider if it's needed it's accessible for the family and one way or the other even if they do access access the long-term care rider of it there's a very uh, strong chance that they'll still be cash value left at the end that they can utilize for once that the person is deceased. Yeah, just an important note that I, I think a lot of people probably know this, but some people might not, is that it does not cover long-term long-term care. So if, if you need assistance or if you're in a nursing home and you need a lot of assistance, Medicare does not cover that that cost. And so that and it's a big it's a big cost. And you can either self-insure, which just means by default you're gonna you know, you're gonna pay out of pocket for the for that care, which well, it's a big number. We're talking thousands of dollars a month. I don't know, ten thousand dollars a month. It just depending on the level of care, and that can that can certainly eat into eat into your savings quite a bit. And considering this cover, we don't. I'm just like you, Everett. I'm sure you have these conversations on an individual basis as far as educating the clients as far as what is covered, what's not covered, and if it makes sense for the individual. And its affordability is obviously one of those considerations. And so it's not for everybody. But if if you can afford it, we we would certainly tell you to to at least consider it or get some more education before making making a decision about it. Correct. And that's where it is. I isolate that down when I meet or talk to a potential client is that I go through a litany of questions with them so that 
I can find out what their weather thresholds are, what they're looking for, what their needs are, so that I can present whatever options that might meet their needs. And I present anybody that I talk to, throw out their all different types of options to them so that they can say yes or no to whatever. Some people are just looking for the down and dirty term life. They want to get in and out want to protect their kids being in college for over the next 10 years. God forbid something happens to them, they'll be able to pay off the college, and that's what the term policy is for. Other other folks are a little bit more thinking long, long term, trying to protect the family dynamic. Is obviously, when somebody is deceased, they lose that family, loses that income, so you got to figure out, well, that's 20 years worth of income that they're losing. You want to protect that as well. You're trying to lead money towards whatever uh, the family or donation of some sort or pay off all the, the debts that they have. All these kind of go into the questions that I ask to find out what their goal is, what they're, what they're shooting to achieve so that I can present them that they can consider. And then I present them several options and all the different products that we're kind of talking about right here. And they can go from there and decide what's right for them at that point in time. They can always come back to me later on as well. They can start with a term policy or, or vice versa with the whole life and then add on a term. But it's important to kind of pick their brain to find out what their goal in getting a life insurance policy is so that we can present the right options for them and they can choose from those options. All right. Thank you, Everett. We're going we're gonna to take a break here. We're talking to Everett Henderson, Henderson Insurance Group. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Did you know that there are almost 10,000 mutual funds out there? Not to mention almost 2,000 ETFs. And what's an ETF? Given these overwhelming numbers, how do you go about selecting what's appropriate? Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. If you're ready to let a professional worry about your investments, visit us at McNamaraFinancial.com. We're back. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed, one of the financial advisors at McNamara Financial with in Marshfield and also Chelmsford, Massachusetts. And today our guest is all the way down in North Carolina. So good morning again, Everett. We have Everett Henderson, Henderson Insurance Group, joining us remotely from North Carolina today. Although Everett does have an office in Massachusetts and is licensed to sell various insurance products in in Massachusetts. And that's why we have you on your show, right? Because if you're just in North Carolina, that wouldn't make much sense, would it? And so far, we've talked a little bit about health insurance, both pre-65, post-65. We talked about life insurance, although we could talk about any of those things for a lot more time if we wanted to. But I thought, and maybe, maybe we'll go back to those things, but I thought maybe we could, for this segment, which is our last segment, believe it or not, maybe touch on disability insurance. Sometimes, sometimes we work with clients that are younger, and by that I just, years away from retirement, and to me, disability insurance is pretty important for those folks where their, basically their, their income, their ability to earn an income and do a job, that's their, that's, that's their biggest asset, right? When they're young and they haven't really, they haven't really accumulated a lot as far as savings, um, that's, that's their biggest, biggest asset is the ability to earn an income and provide for either themselves or a family. And so disability insurance is a way to protect that asset. And so maybe, yeah, so Everett, maybe we could talk about that as far as what, what kind of coverage that does that provide and what types of people might, should maybe look into that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, disability insurance is maybe not as, as a topic as right now health insurance and Medicare and life 
But it's certainly a need that more people should consider because it is an important variable that can really have an adverse effect of your your life and your finances if you haven't planned for it appropriately. So long-term or stability is basically broken into two categories, short-term and long-term. And it can include disability from illnesses or it can be just based on accidents and so forth. Most of the policies now, or a lot of them, I should say, include coverage for illnesses, especially everybody's getting over this COVID pandemic, and which is still around, but that kind of threw in a lot of angst and a lot of concern for a lot of insurance carriers and people that were they covered if they had COVID and they were disabled from it, besides all the other illnesses that are out there or accidents that could occur. And basically what it, the way you want to look at disability is that God forbid if something happens to you through illness or accident, what's going to happen to your income? Because obviously if you can't go into work anymore, what happens to that income? Uh, and how are you going to maintain an income? And disability can certainly help in that case because it will provide a large percentage of your income paid out to you so that you can at least pay your bills and maintain the lifestyle. Could, and then, could uh, you talk about that as far as what those percentages are they pay that is negotiable you can some of the disability policies will allow you to see amount maybe to 50 percent or you can get it up to 70 or 80 percent of your income usually most of it is uh, right around 60 to 70 percent that they will quote but if you wanted less or if you wanted a little more then the premium will be dictated based on that percentage you can choose what the term length on it, like a short-term disability usually will cover you only for 12 months max, but you can write it for one month, six months, three months, and then long-term care uh, or long-term disability policy usually lasts at least two years, if not five years, or till age 65 slash 67. It depends on what your needs are. And then in this case, what you're trying to do is achieve for X. What are you trying to get to? A lot of people want to at least get to retirement age to cover their income. So that's having a policy that will get you to age 65 will certainly help. You'll pay a higher premium for that, but then there's all types of details in the plan that can help keep the cost down, such as when will the policy begin? Is there a 90-day waiting period, a 180-day waiting period? That all gets factored into what, what the ultimate premium will be, which this is where uh, another thing that we do with our clients is what are you trying to achieve? What's your goal? What, what's the end goal here? What are you trying to solve for? And then we can back, they back from that, the policy, and get a quote from that so that they can look at their options. A standalone disability policy for somebody will certainly be a lot higher for somebody to pay. The premium will be higher as opposed to maybe getting a group policy. A lot of companies offer a group disability policy you can certainly pay a lot less for the group policy, but right. not all the companies want to offer that. We offer both. I can get you both. But if they somebody doesn't have that option and they certainly want to protect their income for their family, a private standalone disability policy is worthwhile considering because, again, it's all about income protection, and that's what you're trying to achieve with most of this because, God forbid, you're out for work or six, 12 months, 
where does that income come from? And that can put a huge strain on the company or the individual in the family if you don't have something in place. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, for folks that work for a, maybe a bigger company that offers it as a as an option that's to me it's a no-brainer to uh, to pick it up and because it's typically pretty short money in both short and long term but it's a it's a bigger conversation for somebody that that doesn't have that option because it is more expensive to go out and do it on your own but if you're if if you're maybe the sole income provider of a household it's it's definitely something to consider and get some education and see what it might cost and then make make an informed decision Everett, could you talk about like the taxation of that of disability as far as how it's how, how the premiums are paid and then how the how the benefits are paid? I'm not a tax accountant so I don't <laughs> want to my my boundaries here but okay. at the same token I, do, I what I do know is that any personal policy that they they take out on themselves those benefits would be taxed at their whatever tax rate they are they have when they receive their benefits down the road if they were to receive the benefits they would be taxed on those benefits and then if they're the company policy if they have a company policy and the company's paying for the premium they'll be taxed on those benefits as well and it's I, again i'm not a tax accountant so i don't want to get too far deep into this because i don't want to say something that's, that's fine all right so yeah short term Long term, cover different different periods of time. Again, I think it's I think it is an important topic for people to look into, especially if, if you're on the younger side. As you approach retirement age, then it becomes less and less important because you're going to be retiring, and that's basically what the policies cover anyway. They, they as you mentioned, ever they cover you up to 65, or I think you mentioned even up to 67, which is you know, most people at that point are getting close to retirement or collecting social security, and so their the need is decreasing as they get closer, but. But so, yeah, more important as you're younger and then sliding, sliding, the need is decreasing as time goes on. Yeah, it decreases a little, a little bit, but usually when you're older, you're making a decent salary as well. And protecting that can be just as important. Yeah, you're going to probably pay a lot. You're definitely going to pay a lot more if you're older. So the sooner anybody takes out any policy, whether it's disability or life or long-term care, they're going to be paying a lot less in their earlier years and if they're healthy, then down the road, if they're not healthy and they have health conditions and they're older, they will certainly pay a, a lot of higher premium if if they can get um, approved. So sometimes they may not be approved based on their health condition. So that it's paramount that people can think about this at an earlier age when they're younger and they're healthier because as we all age, things start to go wrong and you get older and those premiums start to creep up as you get older and less healthy. So the sooner you can get into them and uh, the healthier you are will certainly benefit you and you'll pay a lot less in a monthly premium. Obviously you'll pay, you'll be paying that premium for a longer period of time, but you'll be protecting your family for that period of time as well, which is the goal here. Right. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's often the trade-off, right? I know, you know, talking about like in long-term care insurance, you know, specifically, the earlier you get in, the premiums are lower, but you're paying them for a longer period of time versus versus if you try to apply when you're older, the premiums can be much higher, even in, if you even qualify, because you need to go through certain underwriting and testing in order to qualify. Considerations as far as age is concerned when it comes to those types right. of policies. And, and a lot of these policies, there are some policies out there as well for disability that you can have a rider, it's called a return of premium. Rider. So 
if you haven't uh, now they add on a fee for this but basically the way it works is if you get through it uh, like a five-year period of time without utilizing the benefits you'll return a portion of your premium that you paid over that period of time you won't get all of it back but you'll get a big chunk of change I, I had a disability policy like that and i still have it actually that uh, returns the premium every five years or a portion of it so it's a nice little chunk of change a nice little check that i get every five years since i haven't accessed the benefit but so those are additional little riders and so forth that you can attach to some of these policies that kind of get you through whatever time period you need to get through yeah that that's actually something i was not aware of. That's a very interesting benefit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe, I had a question or two, maybe if we were go, to go back to life insurance for a moment. One of the questions that I get is like maybe somebody that has a whole life policy or some type of permanent, permanent insurance and now they're in their 60s, maybe they're getting, they're retiring or they're already retired and they're like, I have this premium and do I need to keep paying it? And could you maybe talk about that as far as how a policy can continue to cover itself using like cash value and dividends and things like that? Yeah, depending on the policy that you write at the very beginning, if these are variables that are important to the client, these are all things that we discussed in the early part of getting them quotes. So there are policies that will certainly pay for themselves over a period of time once they reach a certain age based on the cash value or like you said, the dividend. Or you can continue to pay into the premium, to pay the premium and the cash value will grow depending on which policy you have. There are other policies that you can overfund that allow you to pay in excess of what the monthly premium is. So that will actually grow throughout the years and increase cash value. And the benefit there is that some of these policies that I put some of my clients into, including myself, is that I can overfund these policies, pay more than what uh, the premium is requiring. Although you can't, there's a limit to how much you can pay overpay which the insurance carrier will tell you. And that money goes into the fund and it helps the cash value grow and down the road that money, that cash value has grown to, let's say you're in the policy for 20, 30 years, and now you have a lot higher cash value than what was reported or quoted. You can now access that cash value for some of these policies through a loan to help pay for whatever cost that you want to use. Maybe you want to buy a car or buy a home or travel, and you can access some of that, that money, that cash value through the, in the form of a loan and you technically don't have to pay that loan back in a lot of the policy. As long as you keep the policy in place, that loan never has to be paid back and you never pay tax on that, that money that grew hmm. within that policy. It's one of the last uh, tax advantages that are out there. Now, do I recommend people dump a lot of money in there to try and make a lot of money in the market? No, it's not a really investment vehicle to, that they should be putting most of the money into. However, it is another additional way for people to put money, uh, additional money into a, into a policy, have it grow the policy's cash value, have that money available down the road so that they can ask, access it through a loan. And like I said, never have to pay back the loan as long as they keep the policy in place and that cash value on their demise will be a little smaller um, 
because they subtract what loan is at the very end. But it's not a bad option. And I have one of those policies out on myself and we overfund it so that it gives us the ability to have money down the road if we need it. Just grow the cash value for the family. Yeah, I think that is an interesting concept. But again, it's it boils down to what are your individual needs and what's your cash flow. For some folks, uh, that might make sense if they have a surplus cash flow. That's that's a way to save some additional money for the future. But for somebody that maybe it's things are a little bit tighter, I think that's where maybe they might look to like term insurance, uh, where it's it's a lot more cost effective to to cover a certain time frame for a little less less dollars out of. And so it just it depends. That's where my most of my clients lie, that, that range that we're talking about right now, is that I do have some clients that have excess cash that they can throw around, but most everybody that I, I work with, they're looking for the least expensive policy that will protect their family and give them the most bang for their buck. Term policies are certainly the way to go. And then some of these permanent policies, you don't have to break the bank to get a good permanent policy and have some of these other variables that we were talking about built into them and still not pay through the nose on them. And so it's just a matter of solving for X, as I uh, always say, is that I take my clients in consideration, find out what their, where their threshold is as far as the budget and what they're trying to achieve in their goal in protection. And then I can, in this case, solve for X and present them several options. And yeah, term is Certainly a very popular option, but whole life and universal life and variable life become a little bit more mainstream over the last 20 years. It just, whatever the part of the client's needs are will certainly be assessed so that we can solve for X, get them what they need. Could you, if you could, could you maybe talk a little bit more about that, that, that solving piece as far as, because I think a lot of people don't know how much how much insurance to buy they don't know what they need could you talk a little bit about what goes into that went to into that conversation yeah so the questions that help in that regard is obviously what's your age when do you want to retire what your income is on a annual basis because you know you want to solve for if something were to happen that year and they still have 20 years worth of income producing for the family then they have to solve for we have to have enough coverage to the, for that 20 years. Plus also, what else do they want to protect? Do they want to pay off bills? Do they want to pay off college college debt? Do they want to donate? Do they want to leave a decent amount for their kids? All of that kind of goes into the question and answering process. Do they want to have a policy that protects them for long-term care, like we talked about earlier? So that all those questions will help me figure out all right, here is the amount of coverage that you ideally need to get you through this time period. Do Are you just trying to have coverage for a certain period of time? Like I alluded to earlier is that some people want to just protect a 10-year time period where the kids are all in college. And they want to be able to, if something happens to the, one of the breadwinners, Will that that policy help pay off all the, the college loan? Other people want to also have pay off all their debts or have income protection. So these are uh, several of the questions that I ask every client to help me determine which what is their dollar amount that they're trying to strive for so that I can quote from that point on. Because every client is different. And then obviously when they come to me, their, their ages are different. Their, 
health conditions are different and that has to be taken into consideration and their budget so that we can formulate a plan for them and present them options that will hopefully achieve with their goals. And it's not the one, one policy for all people because it's different, everybody's different. And, uh, yeah, and to, you can insure yourself to death, so to speak. There's insurance for just about anything out there, and you can get all the coverages or none of them. And it really just so part of it is you know, part of it depends on your wants and your needs, and having somebody like like yourself ever to discuss that with. And here's what I want to cover, and then basically you can tell them, okay, so here are your options to do that, and there are a wide range of options, and it's just a matter of and then it, and then boiling down to what can you afford and trying to cover the need and also trying to make it fit into your budget. And that's and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, life insurance and disability, there's a lot more questions that are asked just because there, it can be fine-tuned. The policy can be fine-tuned based on what everybody's needs are. And in Medicare and, and also life, uh, health insurance, it's less... I still ask a lot of questions, but it's the policies over there on that side, health and the Medicare, a little bit more. They're already... The plans are already... They are what they are. You're not going to be able to change much. It's just a matter of which plan, which route works best for them, which plan works best for them. In the disability and the life insurance policy, you can fine-tune some of the details of the plan to cater to what your needs are and will have an adverse effect up and down on the premium. Everett, we're, we're just about out of time, so I just I wanted to give you one more opportunity to give out your, your contact info and just wanted to thank you for joining us this morning. It's my pleasure. I appreciate it, and I uh, look forward to this. And we're working with you, Kirk, it's been a good uh, relationship. My name again, Everett Henderson. I'm the owner of Henderson Insurance. I am a licensed in Massachusetts, where is my main focus. I'm also licensed in um, Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and North Carolina. We cover health insurance, Medicare, life, disability, long-term care, dental vision, you name it. We can probably get it for you. My contact information is 617-842-3170, or you can find us online at www.hendersoninsuranceus.com. And if you go to our website, you can email me. You can also fill out a form to whatever else you need or questions and we will respond. Thank you, Robert. We are out of time. Appreciate appreciate you joining us today. My name is Kirk Reed. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.